Welcome back to Nerds Day Out. This here is episode three. I'm your co-host, Hollywood. And other co-host, Jaquack. <clears throat> We're trying something a little different this time around from our normal formula. Hopefully to switch it up, get them a little bit more engaged. Step away from the monotony because... I don't know about you, Quack, but my backlist has gotten out of control. I don't want to talk about my backlist. Um, my backlist is so bad that I'm on issue number 56 of Flash out of like 60, I think. That's not too, too bad. 61. We're not even going to talk about all the first issues that I have that I haven't read. Yeah, but that means I'm at... I, and I can say for a fact that in the Green Lantern series, like the actual Rebirth Green Lantern series, I'm like definitely way behind on that because I stopped reading like around like 40 something because I had to wait for Green Lantern to, ke- to get up to date. <clears throat> well, uh, yeah, I just skipped all that and I went straight to Grant Morrison, which is great. Grant yeah, but that's Green not Green connected so to the actual Green Lantern series. It's fine though. I'm okay with it. That's why I started there. <laughs> um, and, of course, my backlist of all the Marvel things I want to read, like the uh, female Thor um, from 2016, I believe. Um, no, I think it's like uh, 2017 to 2018. No, it's older than that. Is it? Yeah. Shit, when I can't type... I'm reading the. Yeah, it's 2014. Hmm. I think. I could be very wrong. I don't want to say you're wrong. I feel like I'm wrong. If no one else thinks I'm wrong, then I'm going to go with it. But I think I'm wrong. No, no. It's 2014. The combination thereof. Yeah. 2014. I'm like three issues in. Um, mind you, I go back and read this when I'm actually caught up on uh, comics. But my main comic rotation is Flash, Green Lantern, Dark Knight, uh, not Dark Knight, Detective Comics, which I really need to get back into. Um, Titans and Teen Titans. Um, and then like Venom right now. I just find it hard to get jump into Marvel randomly. That means what I'm reading now probably uh, falters off into that. Falters into <clears throat> the Thor that you're reading. Really? Yeah, because I'm reading uh, Thor of the God of Thunder, which is like 2012 to 2014. Have you read this one? <clears throat> no. Dude, it's so good. Like, I'll be honest, I'm looking at it now and I'm only two issues in, but there's a fight with Loki. And Loki pulls out, like, different forms of himself. Yeah. It gets pretty epic. Well, uh, just in general terms, how have you been? How's life? Um, I can't complain. Um, getting married, planning, uh, venues, and whatnot. Venues book. Cater is subject to be booked. Um, <coughs> gotta work out those details. Yeah, iron out details, trying to get a better price, etc., etc. Which I don't, 
Um, dang, I don't want to go on a tangent with that, but um, I'll talk to you about that later. Um, just remind me. Okay. All right, me and myself, it's been, as you know, work, 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 and school. And when I can, in between, I squeeze in comics and a little bit of gaming. <clears throat> oh, no, I've been getting my gaming on. Kingdom Hearts 3 releases in. Today is the 23rd, by the way. This probably won't go up for, like, three weeks. But today's the 23rd, and it comes out in six days. I'm so excited. I've waited 15 years for this. And they're going to push it back at the end of the month. Nah, legit. I don't think any game company has ever pushed back within a week of release. I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you. But they have released uh, not quite finished games, and then you get patched later. I so, mean, I'm okay with that. Let's just hope that this 15-year wait doesn't end with a glitchy-ass release. Well, I'll be honest. I don't think they were working on the game for the full 15 years. <clears throat> I think they thought 2 was going to be the end of it. And then they came back and was like, alright, well, let's release some more games. And then they tried to satisfy the audience with different, like, with prequels and uh, other stuff in between. And, like, the collective editions of 1 and 2. Um, and then they finally decided that they were going to release three, I, I guess. That's how I feel like that happened. I mean, it could possibly very well be. I mean, it's Square Enix, dude. I'm honestly at the point of, with Square Enix, I'm just going to wait. Square Enix will always give me a good game here and there. Alright, so let's discuss. What have you been reading? Pause. How's that Final Fantasy VII reboot going? Hey, we ain't been waiting 15 years like you. They just announced that like three years ago. They didn't announce three 15 years ago. Correction, 14 years ago because Kingdom Hearts 2 released in 2005. So that means at least like 2006 might have been the earliest they announced it. Um, but, uh, like last episode, we've been reading Venom, or I read the new Venom. He hasn't, because he's a noob. No, I've definitely got sidetracked by other comedy endeavors. No, bro, like, I really dove heavily into, uh, the Tokyo Ghoul manga. So, I've been reading a lot of that. And I've been going over... Oh, so, actually... To pull off of that venom, I actually got tangented in sidebar, and that's why I've been reading this Thor. So Thor, God of Thunder, this particular one is where you find out about the the sword, All Black, and Gore the God Butcher. So like the whole first ten issues of this run are all about Gore and the Blade. Yeah, I forgot about that. Because I didn't read that. I'll probably read that after I finish up my uh, female Thor run. It's pretty good. It's, de- it's definitely good. But uh, you go ahead and talk about yours, and I'll talk about that later. Because Or I might just wait until after I get about. caught up on Flash, which hopefully that should be by the end of the week. Um, if you don't, if you didn't know, like my style of reading is like really weird because I don't like to sit down and read comic books weekly. Um, more so as like one issue at a time. So if you so when you tune in and I talk about like what I've been reading, 
just be prepared that it's going to be like a short summary of like the last five comics or five issues that have been released or three at minimum. So like Flash, I stopped reading um, after the Flash War um, around like issue number 52 or so. So that's why I'm only at Flash 54. Um, which, if you haven't read The Flash War, I highly suggest it. Um, basically, you got um, Barry Allen um, coming in, and you have Wally West, the OG Wally West with the red hair. You got uh, Wallace West, the... I don't... I hate to be like this, but it's the black kid. <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> you were distincting between Wally and Wallace. I mean, I guess. So, everybody knows, well, I, mean, no, I can't say everybody, but I mean, I guess if you're enough of a fan of Flash, you knew that there was a black kid Flash, but it wasn't. Was it, did they call him Kid Flash? Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. So, but, I mean, anyway. Look, look, dude. People are, have accepted and are in love with a black and Hispanic Spider-Man they would be perfectly fine <laughs> with the black, with the black flash. flash. <laughs> yeah. Alright, but anyway, um, just going for it, we'll refer to Wally, Redhead Wally, as uh, Flash number two. Um, and we'll refer to Wallace, Black Wally, um, as Kid Flash. Because Wally, uh, Redhead Wally, actually, um, Flash number two, actually donned uh, the Flash mantle um, with the Titans team. Okay. So, like, he's with, uh, Re- Nightwing, um, Red Arrow, uh, and some other people I can't remember. Um, the first Aqualad. I can't think of his name right now. You got me beat on that guy. I'm not really very versed in Teen Titans. Um... But anyway, uh, it's if you haven't read Titans, definitely read it. It gets pretty good, um, and it's nice to see like the little kids grow up. Because I don't know about you, but growing up, I was always that kid that looked at Robin and like Kid Flash and Aqualad and Wonder Girl and was like, "How do I become them so I can be the next superhero?" <laughs> like I'm running around with a lightning rod in the rain, like shoot me with lightning, please. Yeah. Gotta have things to aspire to. So, uh, what issues are this? Is this particular run? Um, Flash right now is um. So, if you haven't read Flash War, definitely suggest it because it actually prequels to what's going on right now. Um, Doctor Zoom or Professor Zoom comes back. Reverse Flash, Eobarthon comes back. Um, after Barry's been fighting. Uh, Gorilla Grodd and had his speed force taken away gets the speed force back um, uh, freaking Iris gets taken to the future um, Wally uh, has to chase them down um, and Barry goes into the future with him and freaking crazy nonsense and uh, Eobar kills Iris again that sounds like quite the kerfuffle and, or he doesn't kill Iris again. I don't remember, dude. Um, he's a kind of, you know, prick when it, when it comes to that. <laughs> like, for real! 
legit. Like, how many villains do you know have killed uh, the significant other, like, literally right in front of the hero? I mean, all the ones who could possibly do it. The Joker. That's kind of a, well, I mean, name a bat significant other than Selena. Talia? Talia, is Talia dead? No. I don't think she's ever died. Is Selena dead? No. Which I do need to go back and read Batman. Now did, which I'm going to start reading um, Injustice. That's probably what I'm going to start after I finish this Thor. Um, Injustice, he did uh, brainwash Superman with some kind of funky ass kryptonite and made Superman kill his own... uh, he made Superman kill Lois. Yeah. He thought she was... Uh, so, you know, there's that. That I knew actually, about. I had to actually now, read it. Now that you want to think about it, you want to talk about people being a dick, Batman's a fucking dick. Excuse me. Uh, the F-bomb. Batman <laughs> Well, is there goes the one F-bomb. Batman is a whole dick out here. Like, do you not remember the, uh, the bat who laughs? Come on, dude. The whole story of how he became the bat who laughs? Bruce Wayne literally... Made like a black kryptonite that made him, uh, that made Superman and Superboy go crazy and kill Lois Lane and then each other. Uh huh. That wasn't in the Dark Knight Metal series, was it? Was. Holy a, crap. That was in All right, um, side note, um, in the future, I do want to do a breakdown of uh, Dark Knight Metals because I see a lot of people on my like news feed being like, which Batman is this? Or blah 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 blah. Like, bro, go read the comic. It's epic. It would be like, uh, maybe we can start a comic of the month thing. Suggest a series for everybody to read every month. Maybe. We'll, we'll try that. Um, and then, like, maybe one week out of the month we'll do, like, a breakdown of certain series. Discussion of it or whatever. Um, which that might take a while with Dark Knight Metals because it's a lengthy series. Um... But like I was saying, um, with Flash, like, Eobard, like, taps into these speed forces because he tricks Wally um, into, if you haven't read, like, Wally's run of the Flash, he gets, he has two kids, um, Jay and Iris, I think, were their names, um, where uh, basically he tricks them, tricks him into trying to run into the timeline to try and find them. But what he's really doing is, like, breaking the force barrier. Um, and basically what happens is, like, Eobard absorbs all these forces. So, like, the Sage Force, the, uh, Strength Force, um, and there's, like, four other ones that I'm missing. Um, but anyway, uh, he absorbs all these, becomes really OP. Flash and Wally team up to beat him. Um... And they go on, and uh, once they defeat him, the forces are released. And so now they're running amok in the city. Um, Wally gets taken away by the Justice League so that they can study him, try and figure out what's going on with him because he's having, like, time seizures or whatever um, from, like, the mental collapse of, like, the time barrier, the timelines collapsing in his brain. Which, if you don't, if you, if you don't think about stuff like that, it's like that. Ha- that just sounds painful. 
mean, I'm not really sure how to fathom that, but yeah. Well, because you get memories from one timeline, memories from another timeline, and now they're trying to merge and like be entangled and be one. And one has to obviously win out over the other one. Um, but then, like, you got, uh, so, like, you have Commander Cold, um, some future, uh, wannabe Captain Cold, but he's a good guy, or, like, a rogue good guy. Uh, And here I thought Captain Cold probably got his ranks up. No. Um. No. Actually, Captain outranks Commander, I think. Does it? I don't know. I don't know. It, I'm not military savvy. I have no clue. There's no commander in the uh, army, so I'll just say that. Well, I mean, there's a commander in chief, so. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. No. But there's no specific commander rank. But they made a joke about it in like one of the comics where he was present, um, because Trickster gets the uh, strength force, which was uh, odd. I thought. Um, yeah, of I all the to, people, uh, look into this and see what this whole this increase of forces thing is. I mean, it's I mean, interesting. It, I, I remember you explained it to me before, and it just I don't know, it just sounds sound like a lot going on to me. It's interesting, but the way they're doing it is like, uh, like one segment at a time. Like, Trickster got the strength force, and you have to deal with him. And Barry figured out, you know, strength forces directly related to gravity so like the more you push out the heavier you get and uh you have to basically just focus on making yourself lighter to like control it and like dial it back (coughs) so i guess strength is proportionate to uh mass and weight i guess um, and then, like, the issue that I'm currently reading, um, which is interesting because, like, Mick Rory, um, Heat Wave gets the Sage Force. So, like, there, Barry and, uh, another copter, Burns, is walking through, um, Mick Rory's mind right now. And he's like, that's probably one of the last places I would like to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't think a deep sea dive in Mick's mind is where I want to be. Like, of all the places you could be in the world, a pyromaniac's mind is, like, very well down on my list. I mean, it could be a hot spot. <laughs> yeah. You want to see what it looks Man, like real quick? dad jokes. Tune in next week. <laughs> you want to see what it looks like real quick? Is it on fire? Like, everything is just burnt. Everything is scorched. Yes. Jeez. Yeah, so I'm about here. I'm about halfway through this issue, but, and then, um, interesting enough, like, because of, uh, Iris's recent time travels, and, like, the time, and she got memories from the other timeline, too, so she realizes that her and Barry were married and had kids and all this, she's, like, trying to come to terms with it, that she's in love with Barry, because before this happened, she did not want anything to do with him. So, that's an interesting, like, love story to uh, think about while you're uh, reading this if you haven't already caught up. Um, And then, like, Denim number nine. I know you haven't read it, but uh, do you want spoilers? 
So, Venom number nine, actually, uh, ow. didn't hurt that bad but anyway um venom number nine actually uh because we have already been talking about venom in the previous podcast it's uh pretty much uh picking up where we were last week and if you haven't watched those podcasts go ahead and wa- go ahead and watch them listen to them um and just be informed because we did a full deep sea dive on venom to uh Get you caught up all the way up to issue number nine. So basically, issue number nine has this uh, wicked venom um, symbiote dog on the cover, which you've realized that Eddie's walking around with the symbiote in a dog form because the symbiote's brain dead, but it can, but Brock can still control it. Dude, I don't know where my okay, yeah, now I see my time marker. We're at 20 minutes. I was trying to figure out where I went with that. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, but basically, this issue kind of takes Eddie going back to his dad's house to try and figure out why he went there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets there and he knocks on her door and his dad's talking mad trash to him. He's just like, let me talk to you, bro. Let me talk to you. I know you hate me. No, we've never seen eye to eye, blase, blase, but let me just talk to you. And then, like, his dad snaps out, and uh, the symbiote just, like, goes off on its own and, like, really launches at his dad and, like, legit scares the crap out of him. Something about the the dad the symbiote's not feeling. Well, because his dad punched him in the face. So, like, I guess that was the trigger mechanism for the symbiote to go into defense mode. And it was, like, wicked. Like, you can see here where it's just a gaping mouth in the doorway. Um, You're about to be lunch, boy. Yeah. And then Eddie pulls the symbiote back and, like, tears open the door. And um, his, I guess, younger brother comes down and goes, Dad, are you okay? And Eddie realizes uh, he has a younger brother. Runs out into the middle of the street. Car comes down, hits him, flips over, um, and he runs off. Um, and then he's in an alley, uh, and his little brother comes to find him. And uh, and I think this was like days later. That his brother comes to find him. Um, and his brother's like got the snot beat out of him. Like broken arm, swollen eye. <coughs> so I think that's why the uh, symbiote led him there. Is because he knew like you know your dad was a bad person. He saw how he treated you. And I don't know how he picked up on that you had a younger brother. As you know. That's not something you can mentally see as a symbiote, I don't think. But I guess, like... I mean, I guess if he saw... Well, if he saw him the first time they went, and those are part of the memories that the symbiote brought, then that means the symbiote would have access to those memories. Well, yeah, but how... Eddie didn't know he had a younger brother. So why'd he go there in the first place? 
I mean, that's what I'm trying to figure out is why the symbiote took him to San Francisco. Maybe to fix some kind of painful memory that he had with his dad. And then he, the symbiote realized he had a brother and blocked it out. Yeah. I guess that's one way to think about it. Um, and uh, this one we both actually read Grant Morrison's. Uh, Green Lantern. Oh, and side note, um, for artists that, for issue number nine, Donny Cates, Ryan Stegman, um, and there's like two other people on here that I don't recognize, mm-hmm. um, J.P. Meyer and Frank Martin. Donny Cates. He is rocking this venom, though. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Donny Cates once again. I know that we do a shout out to Donny Cates every, like, episode so far, oh, but... And- Fair respect, it was because we were talking about really the first two. Yeah. Um I've gotta read his uh cosmic uh cosmic ghostwriter. I heard that's pretty good. Short one, I think it was only like six issues. Yeah. Um and uh shout out to Geoff Johns. Um Jeff Johns? Yeah, whatever. I always say Geoff. I mean, I get it. It's G O O F F. Um, and what was really cool G-O-F. is uh, I got my uh, Flashpoint black and white artist proof. What? The black and white um, Flashpoint book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I'm trying to get it signed by John Ship right now. Oh. So, wish me luck future endeavors I'm actually uh, trying to go to Comic Con in Carolina yeah this next month Scott Snyder and Coppola are going to be there and if I can manage to throw aside like 125 bucks I'm going to get them to sign my Teen Titans 12 Comic Con what? Uh, South Carolina Comic Con it's in Greenville And I want to look and see if he's doing any commissions because I have a blank cover variant of uh, the Batman the Batman Who Laughs, number one. A blank cover? Mm-hmm. Nice. So, yeah, so uh, for the longest, I couldn't understand what the point of the blank covers were until we went to the Comic-Con and I realized that, like, some of the artists will do uh, renditions or whatever for yeah. you right there. You pay for it. So that made more sense as to why what the blank covers are for. So if you got the blank cover, you take it to the comic con. Nick Foley's gonna be there. Yep. Um, nobody that I need signatures for, unfortunately. Unless they update this. I mean, it's also a smaller event, so. <clears throat> um, but I'm really trying to get John Ship to sign like my uh. Jay, Jay Garrison? Jay Garrett. Darn it. Jay Garrett Funko Pop in that uh, book. I want the entire Flash cast to sign that book, but that might be harder than I would like it to be. Well, if I can get, uh, if I can get my signature, see, the other reason why I want to get my signature done there is because uh, G, G, GC, 
GCGS or whatever. One of the comic grading companies are going to uh-huh. be there. And, you know, when you get autographs, you can only get it uh, authenticized if you, um, you can only get it synthesized if you're actually, uh, authenticated, uh, yeah, authenticated if, if you're actually there when you get it done, because if not, then they will, uh, I guess you can't prove that it, that it was them that signed it otherwise. They won't acknowledge it, basically. Yeah. Because you have no proof. So I was thinking about doing that. But um, the 125, it's like 125, you get admission to a short panel with them. As well as, uh, you know, I think it's like three three signatures off top from all of them. Or whatever. And I was like, oh, this would be cool, and I could get that signed. And I was thinking about uh, actually getting a um, copy of Court of Isles number one, if I could find one for a decent price, and get them to sign that, too. Good luck. I was about to um, try and collect those, and I just gave up. Well, I just want number one. I mean, I went and uh, talked to uh, uh, Chris Guy over at, at, at uh, Top Dog about it. And I was asking him, because um, I knew he had one in there. And he said he hadn't had one in a couple of months or whatever. But I asked him about how much does it normally run. And he was saying that um, normally a number one runs between like 30 and 40 bucks. So that's not too bad. It's not, but I don't know. I'm uh, still working on my darkest, blackest night. Mm-hmm. Blackest Night and Brightest Day. I'm like a hundred and something comics in on that. But I also took a pause because I haven't been looking for those recently. Um, I need to get back to it. I actually need to uh, update my list. Because I've been uh, collecting comics and I haven't updated like my collection list in a while. <clears throat> Hence why there's loose comics around my house right now. Um, but... Uh, this one we both read, the Grant Morrison Green Lantern. I feel like we got off on a tangent just now. Um, but we're cool. We're at 30 minutes. I mean, yeah, I guess that's enough about, uh, me and my, uh, ambitions to collect grails. I mean, there's nothing wrong with collecting grails. We'll, how about this? How about we'll update weekly on, like, what grills we already have or searching for. Just, like, a brief five minutes. Mm, I don't think we have to do it weekly. Maybe just, like, a once-in-a-while episode. We'll mention grills. Maybe make it a uh, forum in the group. Um, also, um, this upload starts Sunday, um, which will be the 20-something. 26th, I think, 27th, um, and I'll link the, uh, Facebook group to it, I'm also gonna link to Discord, um, we'll update a Patreon, we'll get a Patreon later when we actually build an audience, maybe, and we'll try and see what you guys want as far as, like, gear or, like, uh, different items, maybe, like, a t-shirt or a hat, bandana, etc., etc., You know, just just novelty items. Something from something. And you know, maybe we can do like 
customizations because like as you can see our logo is pretty um plain it just the only thing significant on there is the Batman logo, which we'll probably swap out here and there um, every now and then for some other random logo or superhero logo. I know what that was for. What? The ha ha ha? No, I like the playing card uh, symbol. Oh. I don't know. I, I can't commit to one thing. said on to what I have read. Is that, that that pretty much full cover what you've read? Yeah. I've read the Venom and I've been catching up on Flash. Um, once I get caught up on Flash, I'll dive back into uh, the main line Green Lantern. So like the Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns and the Green Lanterns of Earth, I guess. Oh, you know the Green Lantern movie is supposed to be the Green Lantern Corpse? Yeah. <clears throat> They got a tentative 2020 release date. We'll see how that goes. Um, also need to dive back into Titans, Teen Titans, and Detective Comics. I'm slick excited, though. Ooh, and Super Sons, Dude. if you haven't read that. No, I haven't read any of that. It's uh, Damian Wayne and... Um, You've told me before. Yeah. I just... They got some pretty cool covers. I know. You showed me. I just haven't... They're on the list. They're on the list. They're they're on the list, but they are on the list below Immortal Hulk, Gideon Falls, Ice Cream Man, and some of the other stuff I'm trying to read. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't <laughs> say and that. You know. I have I've got to read my Bitter Root number one. I've got Bitter Root number one. It's just been sitting around because um, I'm trying to find more uh, black character based comics or whatever. But I I, I would say that. It's not a high tier read list. It's more uh, maybe because their storyline is just beginning, so I can't really say that it's not like as in, it's not as interesting as something that's already established and well developed already. It's not quite as uh, intricate, is it? Yeah. All right. So on my end, as I said, I've been doing a lot of bouncing around because I can't stay focused. And I need to break it up. It just works better for me that way. Um, reading so many issues or something, after a while, it gets monotonous. That's why I like to break it up. But That's why I do like the four or five issues at a time. So, um, what I have been reading since we last recorded, um, I dove heavily into Tokyo Ghoul. If anybody out there is into mangas, if you... Uh, I've already dedicated myself to reading the Tokyo Ghoul manga. Um... If you have not seen the anime, read the manga. If you've already seen the anime, don't bother. Um, Tokyo Ghoul is one of those pretty well of fanfare where it just goes pretty much straight from the manga to the uh, the scenes of the anime. Um, from what I, I've told other people, been told from other people is that once you get the Tokyo Ghoul RE though, the uh, manga is a bit different. Um, there's a few few differences but nothing that's like really major well the second season of uh from what i was told the second season of tokyo ghoul actually doesn't take place in the manga at all oh really yeah well so far i'm still in season one everything i read has happened in season one yeah so I'm, like i'm about i want to say i'm about 23 chapters in yeah yeah so like from what i was told um was basically 
First season is a direct adaptation. Second season, where um, after he gets captured by Jason, I think, doesn't actually take place. Like, there's a whole, like, different storyline at that point. So, like, that might be completely different in the manga. It might just jump to uh, what's current right now. Also, apparently Shonen um, has their own, like, reader app now. Yeah. And it's like a two dollar a month, and you get like access to like everything. Yeah, that's okay. pretty nice. Let's listen to another podcast. Shout out Serious Issues. Um, and the guy was talking about he just he'd love this. He just got started reading One Piece. Yes. He was like, yeah, I just picked up One Piece, and it's awesome. It's about these pirates. He was going on about it, but he's like twenty ish, twenty chapters in, and it's like nine hundred some odd chapters. On yeah. Page, right? Yeah, like, legit, if you, God forbid, you ever get hooked in by One Piece, rest in peace to your actual free time. Um, because I'm five or six hundred episodes into the actual <coughs> anime. Mind you, I started a couple years ago where I just binge-watched here and there. So, like, I'll binge-watch, like, 50 episodes here and there. Usually, like, months apart. But, like, that's where my ADD kicks in where I can't do more than that. Um, so I'll, like, binge-watch a major arc and then, like, take a break. Binge-watch a major arc, take a break. Right now, I'm in, like, that filler part, so that's kind of where I'm stuck at right now until I get past that. I ain't dedicated to it. I mean, I, it's I just, not for everyone, I'll I say just that. finished, uh, well, I haven't even finished. I still have to watch the last episode of, uh, Tokyo Bulari. Yeah, I'm waiting on you to finish that before I go back and actually watch that. Um, also, I've read that. I've read that. Um, I've been reading Juke Joint, which is an interesting little read. They're only yeah. like, I think they're only like three issues in, maybe four. Um, but I've only, I've only read the first two. It's an interesting little read. Um, it's about... It, take, it, it takes place, I want to say, civil rights era, uh, America, mm, Jim, well, more likely Jim Crow, we'll say Jim Crow era, America, yeah. and there's a lady, she runs a speakeasy, and um, she's got rules about the speakeasy, basically the rules is that you respect everybody and you keep your hands to yourself, so no unwanted advances or anything like that. One of the coolest things I, I found about this book was that um, when I first opened the book, like, uh, someone told me about it. And I first opened the book, the first thing I see, the first page I flip, is a trigger warning. And I was like, what in the world is going on here? So, first thing you flip is a trigger warning, and it's basically a warning about the content of the book and what they talk about in the book. And, you know, the fact that, I guess, you could possibly be triggered by the, uh, the subject matter that they're discussing. Triggered! <sighs> Let me tell you, the moment that I'm triggered by a comic book, like, you know, get my life together. Just let me go ahead and gather my entire life. Dude, facts, like, I feel like some people just take things way too serious. Oh, some people most definitely do. So, yeah, no, actually, 
Actually, it's only two issues. Jordan is still only two issues. Alright, let me know when I get to issue number three, and I'll read it. Um, it released... <clears throat> it released in October 2018. Let's go ahead and get this. Uh, it's an Image comic. So, you know, shout out to Image. Image comic written by T. Franklin. The um, author is Aletha E. Martinez. So it's a completely uh, female cast that's writing and, and drawing it. Um... Here we go. 1950s uh, Deep South Mahalia runs the hottest spot in all of 1950s New Orleans. So that already lets you know right there. You have some hoodoo boogie boogie. Dude, so side note, I'm watching originals and it takes place in New Orleans. Does it? And I, th- I, I don't know why, but I like kind of am feeling like the New Orleans like scenery for like just placement of like comic books and shows and whatnot. No, New Orleans is dope, man. I'm gonna go visit one day. My wife wants to do Mardi Gras and Tina wants to do like Haunted New Orleans and I'm not sure how I feel about that. I do Haunted New Orleans. I kinda would do Haunted New Orleans, but at the same time I feel like you're messing with some real powerful hoodoo doing Haunted New Orleans. Oh, let me clarify. I'll do Haunted New Orleans. I just need some salt and I need to find that knife that Sam and Dean have. Have you watched any of the new uh, new season? Neither have I. Okay. No spoilers. Neither have I. I'm waiting until it hits Netflix. I'm just. I am too. I've got way too much going on right now. But I am watching Gotham. I stopped watching Gotham after he donned the Batman mantle for the first time. It was at the end of that season. Yeah, he wasn't really Batman just yet. He was just a masked guy running around kicking. Oh yeah. You gotta watch the last couple seasons. It is it is pretty good. This season is essentially straight out of Arkham um, Arkham City. Okay. Um, yeah, but I'm only like two seasons behind. You know, you know, it's all on Hulu. Hulu and Netflix. Yeah. Um, but so about this, the juke joint keeps the jazz popping, people bopping, and the women. The women are to die for. There's only one rule. Keep your hands to yourself. But some men think rules don't apply to them. And Mahalia and her coven of slain women... Enjoy reminding them most certain they <clears throat> they most certainly do. Now the interesting thing about this is Mahalia is like a bitch, and they haven't really let you know what she is just yet. But you know she's extremely powerful. I'm gonna think I think she's some sort of a voodoo priestess or whatever. But they haven't really gone into that. Um, her women, the women that she, are with her, she calls them her sirens. They're sirens, but they are all women who have been killed or murdered by men so that's her whole thing she's like a protector of battered women so if you need protection you go to Mahalia or if you're in her place and you know in need of protection Mahalia is there to protect or whatever she sends her sirens her sirens to uh, you know keep things in check so they're there at the nightclub while this goes on so like an interesting scene that I, I thing that I found was really interesting was that they don't make it just strictly about women. So she doesn't just completely just, you know, oh, I only protect women. There's another scene in there where there's actually a gay gentleman in the club and a bunch of guys are plotting how they're going to corner him once they get out and they basically were going to beat him to death. And knowing that this information and what they were planning on doing, she sent their sirens to distract them. They got him away from the club and they're, they're flesh eaters, bro. So, like, they got away from the club, and she chomped on them. The art is freaking amazing, though. Um, 
going to pull up an issue for you. Yeah, that's like the real deciding factor if I'm going to read something or not. If, if I don't like the uh, art or the coloring for yeah. something. That's why I don't know about that um, asylum joint, man. What asylum? That one I was telling you about earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I was looking at the art and the art is very sketchy. So, it's really detailed. The backgrounds yeah. are really good. Um, I will say... I uh, those ad placements. Yeah, I will say like nudity warning, I guess. Like, I guess because it's, you know, female artists, they ain't got no problems with dropping the breasts and whatnot there. Yeah. So, you know, not a not a big issue for me, but this is definitely a mature read. I would not read this like, wow, your child is present enough to look over your shoulder or something like that. Uh, not PG warning. How about that one? Yeah, this is definitely an MA, MA book, but um, it's really good. And um, if you're just looking for a new, interesting, something different, I would definitely suggest checking out Juke Joint. Like I say, it's only two issues out, so it's not like you'd be way far behind if it was something that you wanted to check out. I'm does really those come in digitals? It does come in digital. Um, I'm currently getting the physicals from ABX. Shout out Augusta Book Exchange. If you're in Augusta, Georgia, go check out, um, go holler at Paul down at Augusta Book Exchange and get your physicals. All digitals are provided by Comixology. <clears throat> Mangas through Manga Reader. Shh, don't tell nobody. Well, I mean, there's not really a way to read manga online except for the Shonen Jump, I think. Yeah. So, um, I'm thinking about actually start dropping my physical of this and just getting it digital or whatever. I got like the first two issues, and it's like a key thing for me, so I just hold on to the first issue for it. Do you remember Will Morin? Yeah. He's actually the one who suggested this to me. So we were talking about Dude, is he in any of the groups anymore? Um, I think he's still in high ENT, but I don't know. But, you know, he's been working heavy on his comic book, too. He, um, he sent me a panel or whatever for it earlier today. Huh. Okay. Um, anyway... Uh, speaking of like other people, we might. I I want to try and do like guests in the future. Oh yeah, I got a couple of uh, ideas in mind on possible guest hosts. We'll like uh, you know, fling that pigskin around a little bit. Um. So after, also, what I, what did I say? I read Juke Joint. I've been reading Tokyo Ghoul. Um, you mentioned Thor. Earlier. Yes. Um. Because of the uh, Venom. because of the Venom and. The square where they talked about the first time when uh, Noel fell to Earth and the first uh, person to have ever wielded his weapon or whatever the symbiote. Um, I went back and read it. They gave you the uh, you know the, the the example of where the square came from, and so I went and I found the series and I went back and read it. Um, this actually comes from the Thor God of Thunder series um, from 2012. This is 2012 to 2014. Um, Gore the God Busher. If you're not interested in anything but at least finding out about the origin of the symbiote and the uh, the first host ever connected to the symbiote, then check out this. It's the first ten issues of of the uh, of the series, written by Jason Aaron and art by Asad Ribic, um, who's a really you know uh, really good artist. Like you said, the the thing with me, like what really hooks me in is if I can't get into the art, man, it makes it really hard hard to stay 
focused in it. On oh, what? The uh, Arkham? Yeah, no, I mean, like, just in general. So, like, you know, if the art's not good, it makes it hard for me to stay focused yeah. in it. Yeah. a comic. That's, so. like, the biggest pet peeve for me. Um, and I think that's probably why I'm, like, struggling to read the current Flash right now. Because I don't, I'm not in love with this artwork. Now, you would probably like this. The concept of this is you have uh, Gore the God Butcher. He's running around and he's killing gods or whatever. And he's discovered by Thor because Thor discovers a planet where someone is praying and they're just praying to any god out there. Any god out there come and help them because their gods have abandoned them and have been abandoning them for several hundred years or whatever. So he gets there and he's like, well, why you don't have any gods or whatever? And then he goes and he searches, he finds their uh, tomb where they would be at, you know, uh, their their whole castle in the sky or whatever type deal. And then when he gets there, all he finds is dead bodies. It's just butchered god bodies all over the place. <clears throat> and then he gets attacked by this like symbiote like beast creature or whatever. And so now he, he realizes, so that like, makes him realize that, you know, it's attached to somebody. And he says, well, I thought I killed him. So then we that's when you find out that this isn't the first time that Thor, Thor came toe-to-toe with Gore. And then the panels jump to a past Thor. So throughout this whole series, you have three different Thors experiencing the same situations. And so you're seeing it from the past event of when he first met him the present event of what's going on in the far-flung future, which is like 900 years in the future of it, all at the same time. And in order to even defeat him, these three Thors end up having to come together in the same timeline to beat him. So it kind of makes me wonder, too, about that whole uh, symbiote progression thing. The yeah. kid of the symbiote is supposed to be stronger. That just kind of like nullifies it. Like the very The very first symbiote was clearly strong enough to mess with gods like (coughs) and it was strong enough to keep its host alive for over a thousand years but um definitely read it as uh the arcs are gore the god butcher and god bomb part one Uh, i'm excuse me god bomb and um so what happens is throughout the whole thing the first five issues is where you get the background of Gore and his whole relationship with Thor, what his plans were for uh, destroying the gods, trying to kill all the gods. He wants to kill off all gods. He don't want no gods left. That new Batman Beyond? Uh, this is 2016 Batman Beyond. Um, my bad. I didn't mean to distract you. I saw something on Facebook. That reminded me that they had rebooted Batman Beyond in 2016, and I have never <laughs> gone back to read it. It's 27 issues in. Um, I did get a little spoiler from it because, like, I saw an insert where they were resurrecting Joker. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to go back and read it. Probably check that out. You said the keyword Joker. Yeah. You're welcome. So, um, but so essentially. You know, you find out the whole background story of, of this God Butcher and uh, how he uses this weapon, how it grows in strength for him to use it. Um, essentially, every guy he kills, the stronger the symbiote gets. 
and uh, his final plan is to destroy all gods throughout all time. So um, if you haven't read that, definitely go check it out. Um, I hope I didn't spoil it too much for you. Just give you enough information to really get you into it. Um, now that I've now that I've passed that, I'm trying to see if I'm gonna continue finishing it out. Um, it is a 25 issue run, um, so by the time you finish reading that portion of the series, you'll be already 10 issues in. So it's up to you whether or not you want to continue along that. Wait, path. when does Venom get a new issue? When is the next issue set for release? Uh, Venom. Yeah, it should be released already. I think. I'm checking. Uh, continue. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, I think that's pretty much it, man. i reading that. Um, Grant Morrison, Green Lantern, we both read that. Right. Um, I'm two issues in, he's three issues in, but basically, uh, I don't actually remember what's, what's really going on. Basically, um, um, you've got, alright, so if you're a fan of, uh, Hal, Hal Jordan. You've got Hal back. Actually, yeah, we're 10 issues into Venom right now, currently. Um, so, there's that. Um, but Hal Jordan's current. Is he? Yeah. Okay, well, you know, I mean, it, it starts off, it starts off, it doesn't focus on Hal, you know. Um, it, it, Hal is the, I think, the, 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 the neat thing about this is Hal is the main Green Lantern, but they're still keeping it heavily invested in the corpse. Yeah. They're not, you know, shunning any of the corpse members. You're seeing new, different, interesting kinds of uh, versions of them. I'm curious to see where they're going with this. I mean, um, they brought up the negative zone again. And there's a, a panel. I don't want to spoil it. But they brought the negative zone up again. So um, from, from what I've seen at the end of issue one, I'm expecting it to play a bigger role yeah. moving forward. Um, and then you turn around and, I mean, the whole thing with Earth. So, I mean, <coughs> it looks like they're really, really going to police force angle yeah. or whatever. So, we just, I mean, I don't really, it's so young into it. Like, I really don't want to spoil it for anybody, you know what yeah. I mean? But you definitely got to go out and get it. You definitely got to go out and get it. I don't want to uh, spoil it for anybody. It's definitely a uh, really good series. Um, Grant Morrison pretty much doing what Grant Morrison do, does best. Um, hook you into it. But, I mean, as you guys will probably get to know as we move forward, I'm a big Grant Morrison advocate. Uh, Grant Morrison and Jeff Johns. And uh, Brian Michael Bendis when he brings the, when he brings the pain. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to mention... Um that you said that they're focusing more on the corpse now. Like, um, if you are reading the Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern corpse now, mm -hmm. um, it actually goes more into corpse. It's not just Hal Jordan being Hal Jordan. Mm -hmm. um, it actually spreads out some love to the rest of the corpse. So, like, you have, um, and I just had his name in my head, John Stewart. Mm -hmm. um, you got Kyle Rayner. You got, um, what's the redhead guy? Um, I can't think of his Guy last Gardner. name. Yeah, Guy Gardner. Um, in there and you have like some roles from the rest of the Green Lanterns. 
which um the big pig looking guy I can't think of his name right now. I know it. Oh, I can't think of his name. If you didn't say it, I would know it. Um, but like it was interesting because they actually gave him a backstory. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting because like he wasn't always to the drill sergeant. So. Um, or the instructor, they actually uh, went into detail as to why he took that role, mm-hmm. and um, and why why he calls people poozers and whatnot. So it's interesting. Like I would definitely suggest going to read it, read it if you are just interested in like the different corps and whatnot, because they actually go in and go they kill spread more. Yeah, Kilowog. They spread more love to the rest of the corpse too, because like. Um, they touched. They actually had a uh, crossover with the Green Lantern Corps and the Yellow Lantern Corps, where they actually teamed up and um, fought side by side. And Guy Gardner, at, I don't know if you know or Kilo, um, the right hand man for Sinestro, mm. the big ugly one. But like him and Guy Gardner, like get buddy buddy. <coughs> And uh, it's funny because, like, him and Guy actually fight without power rings. And Guy actually stands up to him and actually goes toe-to-toe. Just a big dude, bro. So, it's definitely worth the read. If it's not for you, then by all means don't read it. But it's definitely one of those ones I would suggest reading. Um, and then with uh, Green Lanterns, you have uh, Simon Boss and um, the chick, the new chick, and I can't think, Jessica Cruz, mm. which I think was interesting that they uh, brought in two more Green Lanterns. So now Earth has a total of six. That's a lot. But Earth is always in some sh- stuff. Earth is always in some shnikes with all of the superheroes we got. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. But, I mean, I'm, what I'm looking forward to is, like, how they're going to tie all this together into, like, maybe, like, a Justice League, like, main big villain or something. Mm. That's always interesting to see them try and do. But, uh, definitely worth the read, um, especially coming off of, uh, the Flashpoint for the reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, you're getting, like, weird, uh, time holes and stuff. Where people have been resurrected and coming back from the dead and coming back from being missing or whatever. Cool, cool. Alright, so I think that pretty much covers what we have read. Um, anything that you're looking forward to? Excited um, about new releases? I'm looking forward to getting caught up. Um, I've actually been slacking with comic books lately um before we started the podcast so i got a lot of catching up to do um one of the things i'm actually excited to get caught up on is um detective comics because tim drake is a big part of that mm-hmm. um and if you don't know who tim drake is it's the red robin Ooh, i also need to get caught up on red hood people say he's arguably one of the uh more popular robins Arguably, no. I would probably say not. I would probably say Dick Grayson or Jason Todd are the more popular Robins. Jason Todd is definitely, uh... Well, I guess if you're angsty. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Jason Todd. I love Red Hood. 
I love Jason Todd. Jason Todd's probably my favorite. But if I had to say the most popular Robin, I'd probably say Dick Grayson because he's the original. Well, we all know who the least popular is. Damian Lane? Nobody likes Damian. No, 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 no. You know who the least popular one is? Sorry. Stephanie Brown. Bro, why did you even bring her up? What do you mean? Shoot. Okay, that was like one series. Like, what? Exactly. <laughs> Nobody even knows who she is. My point exactly. <laughs> All the Frank Miller heads know who she is. Okay. Um. Well, me personally, on my end, um, I'm really looking forward to the Batman Damned uh, third and final issue. Um, remember, as I told you, uh, I've kind of weaned myself away from a lot of the current runs and are focusing more on my miniseries. I can just take comics a lot better in short bursts, and I've always been a bigger fan of one-shots in miniseries because it's just uh, like, hey, I got this idea, let me float it out to you, and I do what I do with this idea, and then that's it. And you're not expected to try and fluff yeah, that into no. something else, you know? Yeah, um, no. I can feel you because I definitely talked for a solid 30 minutes on like just what I've been reading in the last like two weeks. Yeah. And if you um if you haven't read Batman the Damned, you should definitely read it. It's part of their new uh, black label that they're doing yeah. or whatever. So it's supposed to be all more mature. They're bringing back the, you know, um, certain artists and writers. Shh. They're bringing back certain artists and writers. But uh, it's really good. Um, General over plot of the storyline. Uh, somebody's killed Joker. Um, Batman is trying to figure out who killed him. Everybody is saying that Batman killed him. So essentially, Batman is trying to prove himself innocent while at the same time finding who it was it that murdered the Joker or trying to find the Joker because he doesn't believe the Joker's dead. Um, he ends up teaming up with Constantine. Constantine shows up out of nowhere. You know, you already know that. Yeah, you know, I love Constantine. Um, so Constantine shows up out of nowhere. He's helping him out, trying to help him solve this mystery. But Constantine is pretty much telling him, hey, the reason why I'm here is because the Joker's really dead and he's just raising hell in Gotham from the other side. I mean, if the Joker was dead, I imagine his ghost would just be on that uh, tomfoolery. Right. Avoiding the F-bomb, because so, it's already been spoiled. So when he said it, I was like, alright, well, yeah, that sounds completely like Joker. You thought I was going to not mess stuff up just because I'm dead? Nah, bro, that's not how this works. So, yeah. that goes. That's going on. Um, they introduced a couple of uh, other Batman villains. Um, he's really... It pushes more into that realm of like Batman's twisted mind kind of uh, series. You know what I mean? Like uh, his twisted history, how he remembers things, how this would have affected him coming up, whatever, whatever. Um, and I think the most interesting part about it is that uh, the narrator is actually Constantine. Yeah. So it's not like Batman narrating a Batman book or his, his inner thoughts. This is... Constantine is essentially narrating the book, and he's kind of a. It's like a lot of psychobabble. It's like he's getting in his head, you know. Yeah. So, and I'm waiting to see like what comes out of that. Like maybe Constantine knows a little bit more than what he's really letting on. Um, and they also introduced the demon. Um, they 
they take an interesting route in how they have people play. like the demon. They come across the demon, and he's like a he's a rap artist or whatever. Yeah, he's a rap artist in a in a club or whatever, and that's what he he feeds off of the energy from whatever doing you know. And he puts the rhymes to his own use. So now he's a rapper because you know no, Etch- uh, Etchagon always. Okay, okay. I was about to say which demon. Oh, Etchagon. So yeah, you know Etchagon always talks around. So I guess that makes sense that he's a, a rapper, right? Um, but you know, don't want to get too much away about that. It's only two issues. Now they are magazine size, so for your average collector, you ain't just throwing this in your regular boarding bag. It is a magazine size release. I don't know why DC had to hit us with that, but the artwork is freaking beautiful. It looks great. Um, definitely, if you're into one shots and just short stories, this is something to have um, have in your collection. Um, it's supposed to be a spiritual successor of Jesus. That's creepy. <laughs> it's supposed to be a spiritual successor of Joker um, by. Uh, let me get let me get some artists names and uh, authors names artists because you know that makes a bit of a difference too. Some people like who they like, what they like, when they like. So it's a spiritual successor of the Joker uh, graphic novel that came out in 2008 by Brian Azzarello. Um, Brian Azzarello is the writer of this one as well. And so it's, I guess the events are supposed to take take place after the, uh, the events of Joker. Um, which gives you this really uh, twisted look on um, on how the how the characters are, how the characters are done. Um, artwork is by Lee Bear, uh, Bear, Bermejo. Lee Bermejo. He's he also worked with him on the Joker, so that makes why it makes even more sense. Um, I'm, I haven't read the Joker. I'm gonna go back and read that so that I can have the background story on why what's going on in, in this right now. Um, also, I'm looking forward to uh, a little bit of information that's been dropped on me earlier, again, by Will Morin. Shout out to the homie. He stayed with the information. Apparently, they're going to be doing a real-time um, a real-time Spider-Man. Yeah. So, it's going to be like a miniseries, like six or seven issues. And it starts from the 60s, and it's going to, like, he's supposed to real-time age through. Right. Right. So I'm kind of interested in seeing how they're going to do that because it makes me curious how they're going to handle the Clone Saga and all that stuff. Because the Clone Saga was like 90s. Yeah. So I'm wondering how they're going to handle that and are they going to do Ben Riley? I assume they would do Ben Riley as a younger Peter Parker because he would be a bit older at that point in time. Because if you do him at the same age, then he's going to kind of age out. So it makes me kind of kind of uh, curious about that. Um and I also need to uh, start Aliens. I've got the first two issues of Aliens. I was excited to read about that because it was supposed to be a comic book made from what was meant to be the third installment, uh, the script of the third installment of the movie series. 
So I was really Yeah, I was really well. You know, they went with something. I think they ended up went going with something else. It was like a scrap script kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's probably what I'm gonna uh, be trying to get into. Got two issues of that. So before next time around, um, I already got set up what I'm wanting to read. I'm not quite sure how much further I'm gonna go into this Thor. I might just use this Thor as filler in between whatever else I'm reading. And um, definitely planning on uh, catching up Immortal Hulk, um, getting that caught up and finished. I think there are only 10 issues in on that. Um, I'm going to uh, get caught up on that Aliens and read Sabrina, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. That's on my list to read. Really? That's yes. a comic book? Mm-hmm. That's so like the, the show? That's what the Netflix, yeah, the Netflix show is based off of that particular arc area of comics and the Archie oh. comics. So that's the Riverdale show is yeah. also based off of the uh, Archie comic at that point in time. Okay. So um, again, with the information freaking Will Moore coming through with the gems and stuff to read. He's probably going to be um, I'd probably have him as a guest host one day. Yeah, but, <coughs> yeah, but you could do it like a, a Skype or something yeah. like that with him. Yeah, we'll figure that out. It'll probably be... Uh... A little bit later, probably like maybe a couple weeks before I figure out how to do all that. Hopefully by then we'll get a better setup. I'm still waiting on the Streamlab to get set up, which might be taking longer than I hoped. We work with what we have, and it's been great, lovely. We don't want to take up too much more of your time. I was going to say something else, but I lost it. I'll be honest. Um, but I also want to figure out how to do entering, exiting music. So that's why I was sitting here on SoundCloud. So maybe next time you tune in, we'll have some exit music. Maybe next time we'll have intro music. Who knows? Be on the lookout for that Facebook page. We will be starting forums, um, suggestions, the whole nine discussions about, you know, everything that we, we've talked about. You guys can suggest things for us to talk about. Please feel free to suggest comic books to read um, because there's only so much time in the world and we can't read everything, but I'm interested to see what you guys are reading and what could be cool for me to add to my collection. And um, really quickly, don't uh, be afraid to suggest things. Like, we might not get to them, but we will, like, we might not discuss it or we might not say anything about it. But I guarantee you that one of us will read it, and then we might just just email you back or message you back and be like, hey, <coughs> appreciate the read or whatever, but we probably won't discuss it on the podcast or whatever. Well, and it's nothing to against you or whatever comic it is. It's just, obviously, we just spent an hour talking about what we've currently been reading, so it just depends on if time allows, you know. Um, just figured I'd throw that out there. Don't want nobody salty. Any hoosies. Um, that's gonna be it. Peace out. And stay nerdy. May your grails be holy and your reeds be good.